on SAFM. Our next guest was diagnosed with a rare cancer, angiosarcom, in 2016. She looked for information about cancer and support groups to help her navigate the immense challenges for her that would lie ahead. While searching for information online, one of the sites she found was the South African National Cancer Registry. Although this was a valuable resource, her cancer was not listed at the time. She decided to launch an NGO which would thus require one to drive to work to the need to be done in relation to the work of this organization. One of her visions was that the NGO, Living with Cancer it would be called, would oversee the first ever South African patient-led cancer registry and that this would capture the track and track the journeys of people living with different types and stages of cancer. To develop the dig- to develop the digital elements and platforms that would drive the concept, Ms. Wagner, or Wagner, she will confirm very soon, was later introduced to Colin Govender, the Microsoft South Africa Philanthropies lead. Their partnership helped to make a platform user-friendly via mobile, tablet, or desktop devices. The website allows users to capture and track their journey by constantly updating information such as diagnosis, date of diagnosis, stage, as well as well-being status. I suppose necessity is indeed the mother of all inventions. Thank you so much for your story, for your courage, and for your social impact. Belinda, good evening. Thank you for your time. Thank you, and good evening to you. Wagner or Wagner? First Wagner. Of, Wagner. Belinda Wagner. Thank you so much. Living with cancer, the shock of it all, angiosarcom, never heard before. Yes. So, 2016, um, about 300 people per annum globally get diagnosed with it, and it was, yeah, it was pretty rare. What led you to the discovery of this? Were you not feeling well? Was it a routine checkup? Did you suspect something was there, and had you braced yourself mentally for what ultimately you would discover? No, actually, quite uh, the opposite um, in many respects. I just thought they, they diagnosed me with something called angio... Um, sorry, um, something organized in pneumonia, so I had to give that a thought for a moment. And I was coughing blood, so it was literally a like pneumonia and nothing major. And I really did not suspect for one minute that I'd had cancer at all. Um, and after multiple, multiple tests and um, lots and lots of scans and eventually an operation, they were able to diagnose me. And the experience of going through that, and especially once you knew what it was, that was your condition. Talk to us about your response to it, the response of the team closest to you, friends, family. So I think initially, like most individuals, um, and running a support group now, I pretty much you know, go through this with them each time. There's a shock. Um, there's disappointment. There's the why me. There's the... What did I do to deserve this? Um, all the questions, how am I going to, you know, how am I going to get through this? And I think most people think cancer is a death sentence, and it's really not. Um, and that's what I'm advocating all the time, is that cancer is really not a death sentence. And so initially it was quite difficult, but once I got my head around it and I'm incredibly positive, I just said, that's it, I'm going to beat this thing, and I did. Um, so, yeah. Friends, family, very supportive. I had the most amazing group of individuals that I still have today that pray for me on a continuous basis. Um, but I, I think I'm just really, really blessed. 
let, let, let's just talk about living with cancer from being di- from not feeling well to being diagnosed to whatever thoughts that would first visit one before if you can even accept their reality and then do whatever is necessary for the purposes of ultimately remaining determined and fighting so that you can ultimately say and say with a great deal of conviction that cancer is not a death sentence. What would the critical path for that entire value chain be? There are many people who are at different stages of that and might Mm. be battling at one stage or the other. I think for me it was the defining moment when I made a decision that I was going to live. Um, And then I had a choice. I was either going to either let this thing, you know, own me or I was going to own it. And then I think really for me it was what do I do now that I'm living and how do I give back because I understand what it, was, what it was like to go through this and how difficult it was and the defining moment was I did a talk at a, a ladies event and I got into my car after the event and I sat and I said okay now I know why this happened to me um, I need to be a voice for cancer and that's really what I'm advocating at the moment is how do I continue to drive and be the voice to help other people out there so that they understand that this isn't a death sentence and you need to take ownership of your journey mm. and decide if you're going to live. In relation to find, founding, rather, Living With Cancer, the organization that you now say does the work that it does, you could have, and nobody would have faulted you for that, in fact, if you had decided to simply fight your journey your way without necessarily going public in the form of this Living With Cancer organization. But you chose the other route, and that is helping other people. What about this has been most revealing? What about this has been most, even for you, healing? And what about it is the reason why you continue to still choose living with cancer, the experiences that you get, the people that you touch, or their stories, their courage, their pain, their destitution. What is it about living with cancer, the organization, that allows you to get up every morning in not just fighting for yourself, but for the next person who is as affected? I think I think about all the time that I would go through a difficult a, a difficult day and I, I thought about the people that would reach out to me and what a difference that made to my life. I had people bring me books, people bring me be, breaded bra- bracelets and inspirational words and just words of encouragement. And I think about how that made such a difference in my life. And I feel uh, that I almost have a duty to do the same. So um, I also know that Today was a, a case in point, and I, I don't do it every single day, but I meet someone new, and they literally, as I talk to them, and I, I just give them words of encourage, encouragement, they burst out in tears, um, and they just say, thank you, thank you for being there. And I think it's just it's those small things. It's when I visit people in their hospital beds or um, when I, I walk the journey with them until the very end. It's that, that, all those little things that give me inspiration. Um, and I think it just, it's such a small give back for what I know could be amazing. Um, or for me, at least it was. And the other thing that's important, it's not Belinda Wagner who does this. It's the whole community 
of living with cancer. It's the people on the support group. We help each other. I have the most amazing group that I introduce people to on our WhatsApp group, and we hold each other in a really safe space. Yeah, let's take the short head break. Miss Belinda Wagner, the founder of Living with Cancer, will return after the break. She is one of the rare carriers of the cancer called angiosarcoma, first discovered in her and diagnosed in 2016. Of course, she's living larger than life, founding the organization Living with Cancer that affects many South Africans who are similarly affected by cancer. We're going to talk to the science of the cancer itself, angiosarcoma, with more thoughts and views from Belinda. Of course, do participate, especially if you have been touched by Belinda and her work, and generally how you at home have fought your own cancer, whichever one it is. Call us, Johannesburg 714-2006, please, and we will have another 10 minutes with you after the break. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. On SAFM. Ms. Belinda Wagner, founder of Living with Cancer, is on the line to talk to us now about the science of the condition angiosarcoma. What is this cancer, Belinda? I mean, nobody had heard of it before. Now, you first discovered it, and you could hardly be told anything tangible, given the fact that the South African National Cancer Registry itself hadn't even listed it. What are your thoughts on this, and what is it? So uh, it's rare, but it is listed now. And um, in, I, I actually went to London to have treatment, and there's there's a quite a large population um, around the world that actually is very aware of it. It's just rare in South Africa because of our population size. But it's cancer of the b- blood vessel lining. So. Um, with me, it particularly started in my abdominal area and then moved up to into my into my chest. Um, and luckily, um, I was able to contain it and then remove it and have operations and so on. But um, it is it's quite aggressive, and most people only survive for five years. How does one first diagnose it? What would one say? This is what I felt which is different to just some odd pain of the body that on its own goes away. Are there any particular symptoms that you were not aware of at first, but then would in time discover that that was the first exhibit of angiosarcoma? So mine presented itself really differently to most, um, according to what the doctors mentioned to me. So I was coughing up blood um, and... Even though, even with that, they couldn't really define what it was. And only once they operated on me um, and removed, because I, I had internal bleeding, because I did a, um, they did a biopsy and they had perforated one of the cysts. And only once they had operated on me and they were able to, to remove some of the contents and analyze that, were they able to d- determine what it was. Let's talk about the work in relation to other organizations that generally speak to cancer. It's the South African National Cancer Registry, cancer itself. It could equally be CHOC. What are some of the institutional arrangements so that you share the IP from the sufferers of angiosarcoma and some of the health protocols that generally health um, would warrant of somebody who has any cancer? So, um, working with organizations like the Cancer Alliance and the National Cancer Registry, I think 
for me, what's important is really just continue to spread spreading the word um, for us to continue to to collaborate where we can and to to grow the the knowledge. I think one of the main reasons why I started the patient led cancer registry was because we don't really have the most up to date information about the different types of cancer in South Africa. Mm. And what what was important for me was how do we how does the government make decisions? How do medical organizations make decisions on on data, um, knowing where to spread your funding, where to put your emphasis on if you don't have that information? It's pretty much what we got with COVID is where do you put you know, where do you put your emphasis on if you don't have that data? So that was my driving force behind that. Um, and and the more information you have, for example, with my cancer, the more I find out. So today, for example, I take a, a high blood pressure tablet, uh, propanolol, and that stops my cancer from spreading. That was new research which was established in 2017. So I spread that message. And I, since I've been diagnosed, I've met three other individuals with angiosarcoma. Not, not of the abdominal area, but the breast. Mm. And immediately I share that information. So I think it's really about how do we share resources and information to help others. And in the context of sharing, I mean, the importance of data, particularly on something as novel as this, would not be so easy. But l- l- let's take a caller. Let's take Anonymous in KZN. Good evening, Anonymous. To you, Sangezo. I was, uh, my sister there is a very strong lady. You know, to go through whatever she's going through, because first time I've heard uh, of uh, the illness that she has, because I was diagnosed long, long time ago, about 25, 30, uh, 27 years ago, uh, with Hodgkin's lymphoma, but I know the common ones, uh, you know, uh, we know about the common illnesses, uh, the common cancer, because I've been to the, I've, I've uh, called the Cancer Association, who then sent me a booklet, and it just gives you the common ones, you know, the lung cancer and uh, all the others, you know, the common cancer that we have, but it doesn't give this uh, uh, the, the name that the sister said. I can't remember it, but you can re you know uh, advertise it. Um, so that's why I'm saying she's so strong. She went through so many operations and everything, and it's uh, nice for her that she what she's doing is educating people about the new uh, the cancer that we are not familiar with, so we can learn as well. Everybody has cancer, even you too, Sangeso, but the only thing is our eating habits sometimes fails us. When we eat wrongly, it fails us, and we end up with different types of cancers. Fantastic. So, Thank so, you so, so much. So that's why we must watch what we eat. Yeah, Thanks. sure. You are right. We all have cells in us that yes. have traces of cancer. It's the question of how benign they remain in our systems or what it is that we do that might trigger it or what even, or what even that we might inherit, hereditary stuff, so to speak. Final mm. comments then from you, Ms. Belinda Wagner. So I think what's really important for me is um, to try and get as many people that are either undergoing treatment with cancer at the moment or I like to term it cancer warriors. So these are these are individuals like myself that are have recovered but we will always live with the the thought of cancer being something that we we live through every day because we've got to go fight tests on a regular basis. So I'm hoping that I can spread the word, get as many people to register on our site so that we can utilize this information, share it with the medical fraternity, share with um, the government so that the funding and the care that's required and the medical support that we need is there for everyone who 
is going through this journey to to make a difference in their lives. Tell us about the relationship, I mean, especially when you're talking about spreading the work and broadening. I mean, the work of Colin Govender at Microsoft South Africa Philanthropies, it clearly has been huge so that you've been able to have already the kind of impact that you have. So so thank you. I'm just going to correct you. So Colin Govender is uh, the CEO of Ultron Carabina, sure, but is involved with, with uh, the Microsoft team. So And Microsoft was the organization that introduced me to Ultron. I see. Um, and, I see. And, and Colin. So, I mean, they've been absolutely amazing. Um, they've built a site for me. Two years ago when I met Colin, he was so um, supportive and assigned an entire team and a project team to build a site for me, um, funded the entire thing, and have just been phenomenal in terms of making my dream come true. So um, I'm so grateful to them and so grateful to... Um, the Microsoft team as well in supporting me the way they have. I've also been in supported by the by the NCR, um, Dr. Singh, and um, the Cancer Alliance. So it's really been an um, an easy journey to get things going in the sense that I've just had so much support and I continue to get support on a daily basis. Thank you so much then, Ms. Belinda Wagner, founder of the organization Living With Cancer. Well, you have said that many have lived up to five years you're on five year, and I'm sure this is the fifth year of another 50 to go. So long live and thank you so much. And may you continue touching the lives of many people through your work and passion for cancer. Thank you so much. Thanks for inviting me. Hashtag Health on Monday, World Cancer Day. That was on the 4th of February. That was last week. Of course, we couldn't have it at the time. But with this sort of conversation, we could easily have waited. And we did wait for the w- wait. Was well worth it.